Hello and welcome to Tech Takeaways, the podcast discussing big tech challenges in bite-sized chunks. <laughs> I'm your host, Jason Fitzgerald, Chief Operating Officer for Gardner Systems, and I'm joined by my dynamic co-hosts, Gardner Systems CTO Paul Stringfellow. Hi. And Gardner Systems CEO Wayne Miller. Hi. And in today's episode, we're looking at uh, cloud spend and cost optimization. Uh, so Wayne, what is cost optimization? Uh, okay. Uh, Microsoft 365 cost optimization is an analytical software um, that we can install. Well, not install. It sits inside your Microsoft 365 tenancy that will produce um, insights into how you're using the M365 environments. Some of the key things that we've seen over well, the past three and a half months are licensing. Are you procuring and using the right licensing versus the applications that you want to run? And that has led to you know a number of um, takeaways based upon cost savings, looking at um, levers and new starters, you know, people yeah. keeping it live, and then looking at kind of global admin, you know, where do you log into? So it there's there's a lot to this, you know. I think is it. 24-page report. It's very, very insightful. But before we kind of go into it, I think the starting point should be is how easy is it to install, Paul? Yeah, so and I think this is one of the values of it, you know, and, and as you said, and, and actually, I actually just want to say, no wonder Jason's doing the introductions now because that was way better than anything I did in the in the other episode. Thank you very much. Um, that, that, yeah, thanks for coming. But, um, <laughs> you know, I, I think the... Um, but this kind of thing around cost optimization, one of the challenges I think we're seeing a lot with our customers is, and just in general, people move to the cloud and then they get shocked by how much moving to the cloud costs. Yeah. But, you know, going back to your point where, you know, this is, this is something, there's kind of two, two different areas of cost optimization that we, we look at. And, and today we're going to be talking very specifically around Microsoft 365 as opposed to kind of infrastructure and platform as a service with things like Azure, AWS, and GCP. So you asked me how easy is it to set up. I think one of the joys of this, this service that we've, we've, we've been able to offer to, to some of our customers is it's really easy to set up. It's a five to 10 minute. I mean, we, we can set it up if we if we have the right access to somebody's tenancy. But beyond that, it's a five to 10 minute job. We've got a set of instructions pre-built, go into the tenancy, give a little bit of access to the, some of the services that the external software runs, and then it gets access to the tenancy. And then actually, while, while we like to run these reports for a couple of weeks to, to kind of get a look at um, things like, to, to get a broad view of actually the, the way that the tenancy runs and the type of the way that software licenses is run. Actually, once we're in, within an hour, we can the, the, the service can already look at historic data and start to give a pretty good idea of the way that people's software is, is running. So quick answer to your question, dead easy to set up. 10 minutes. Okay, no, well, that's good. And then in terms of letting the report run for an hour or three weeks, the, I suppose we're only looking at the kind of the changes in the tenancy over a period of time to make some recommendations. So most of the information we've got same day, next day. And then it's just a case of scheduling time for us to sit down and read that information back for people. Now, you've sat through most of these between you yep. guys. Um, what's been the key kind of um, eye-openers that you've seen so far? I think um, I, I, I think what's always fascinating with this kind of stuff is is actually use, use the phrase insight. And it is getting insights because I think so often people will move to cloud and then just kind of Ignore it. And I think one of the challenges that we, we've often seen, particularly in that move to, to 365, is sometimes the thing at the beginning of the move to 365, which is 
why am I doing this and what license do I need? And often people will go for what's commercially the most attractive license as opposed to what's the right license to allow me to use the services that are going to be useful to my business. And I think that's the very first thing that we start to see, you know. So, yeah. so there's, a, there's a whole bunch of cost optimization capabilities around this, you know. And, and, and we've seen everything from people who have got a real good handle on their licensing, maybe sometimes with luck rather than judgment, but, you know, maybe where there could be 5 to 10% savings. But we've also seen at the other end, you know, people where they're overspending 50 to 60% yeah. in terms of licenses around 365. Absolutely. And, and what, what drives that overspend? The wrong licenses. And actually buying licenses for people who aren't using them. So, you know, often we'll see that, you know, and you talked before about why might we want to run this for an hour or two or two or three weeks. That two or three weeks gives us that insight. It gives us a broader and better insight into which users actually are logging onto the service and which ones aren't. So we, we get to see that and we can get to see things like ads moves and changes. But, you know, I think that idea of people not using licensing and people using the wrong licensing, you know, that that's hugely valuable even, and, and we can normally find that out within a couple of hours and, and to say, see significant savings in, in terms of either people who aren't there who've just got licenses assigned to them yeah. or, you know, people using a big license where we're perhaps... A, a smaller, less expensive license might be appropriate. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, and for me, I think that sometimes there's a, a, a lack of appreciation that actually you don't have to have the same M365 license across the board. You can mix and match depending on what features that particular user needs access to. So if you've got a, a, a user profile that says, you know, this user doesn't need Office, this user doesn't need access to some of the premium features, we can actually put them on a, on a lower license, a lower cost license. It's still perfectly suitable for that user because they get an advantage and, you know, they're using a higher percentage of the features that you're paying for. And then for the kind of power users that do need the, you know, the extra mailbox spaces and stuff like that, we can license them appropriately. So it's a case of kind of uh, realizing that the usage within the environment. I mean, one, one of the things that, that's, that stood out to me was where the, the number of environments where it was the same license across the board, but actually the feature adoption was quite low for some features. So mm. when we look at, say, Intune, for example, Intune's a, a really powerful powerful feature you know we can do device management with it we can drive security profiles through it but it, it just wasn't used but it was being paid for um and i i think that a lot of this kind of comes from how the organizations adopted m365 at scale during lockdown a lot of companies kind of adopted it almost overnight to keep the business operational to get access to teams and never kind of went back and did that exercise around are we licensing the correct users for the correct license? And are we getting the most out of the features that we've got access to? And is it secure? You know, I mean, when you mentioned about global admins well, earlier. I've seen, you know, I've this a lot of this is very new to me, but some yeah. of the readbacks that we've seen so far, you know, we've seen 14 people with got access and they can do anything within their network. And the reason for kind of global, that was a device that needed setting up and we'd done it two years ago and we'd never looked at it. Now for me, surely that's a way in for cyber criminals to kind of, if they get that access, you know, they can penetrate that network. So yeah. just to highlight alone with some, you know, takeaways where, you know, IT directors have gone, right, I need to rectify that quickly. 
Um, Absolutely, yeah. Well, global access is global access. I'm not technical. That means they can do anything. Global admin is the highest level of access you can have in the platform. You can do anything with that access. You can access other people's email addresses. You can change essentially fundamental options within the platform. Um, So why would people create global admin? Is this because a third-party device is needed just to get on the network? Sometimes it's it's like... It's like people give domain administrator accounts yeah. left, right, and center on prem, okay. uh, and the reason they do that is because it's easy a lot of the time. You know, and it's it's one. You know, myself and Jason are techies, and you know, and I think we probably both admit to we may have done this in the past where you do that because it's the quick win. So let, let me let me do that, and I will go and correct that later. And just later never comes. Okay. You know, you never go and correct that later. But that, that kind of thing with global admins is is a is a huge problem because, as Jason said, you know, you, you you run the risk. So somebody can go in with a global admin and delete your tenancy in Microsoft 365 yeah. or Azure. Right, okay. And when they delete your tenancy in 365 and Azure, they delete your tenancy. It doesn't go to a wastebasket. There's no recover this option. You can't ring Microsoft up and say, any chance I can have my tenancy back? Because once they've stopped laughing at the other ends when you've asked that question, <laughs> they will just politely tell you, unfortunately not, Mr. Customer, you can't have your tenancy back. But Jason raised a really interesting point earlier on as well, you know, because we, we talked about about cost savings. One of the other areas that we see significant savings, because this actually this report just kind of gives us insight into the way that you're using the licenses that you've got. Yeah. But actually, as Jason said, that that underutilization of licenses not only can potentially give you access to other services, but it also can point out that you are paying for services yeah. that you're paying this other This is to parties. enable people to pay less, not pay more. Yeah, and, and you know, so to taking Intune as an example, actually you've bought a bunch of licenses that gives you Intune access, and you've also got a mobile device management platform in place. Now I'm not saying that you should rip that out and throw it away, but it becomes a consideration. You know, Does Intune do the things that my other tool does? And if it does could I phase that out over time and not only utilize this license I'm already paying for, but park it, you know, reduce the spend. I I tell you one area we're seeing this an awful lot is actually people where they've got the right licenses that gives them access to Microsoft Defender as an endpoint detection and response solution. We're seeing quite a lot of people start to shift away from seeing Defender as being plenty good enough for what they need and starting then to shift away from other third-party tools. So it's almost a double, you know, it, it, it's kind of a double whammy almost in that you are getting additional benefit from the license that you've you've bought, but you're also getting the opportunity to potentially reuse spend that you've, you've done anywhere else, you know. And, and if you can if you can take reclaim budget from your IT spend, yeah. well, that allows you to do other projects, mm. you know, other projects that, you know, we, we kind of started this talking about cost optimization. There's no business right now out there who doesn't want to be able to spend more efficiently, not necessarily spend less, but do more with the yeah. the, the, the budget that they've got. So another um, interesting fact coming out of the, the readbacks is policies, the lack, or not the lack of policies, but um, we weren't seeing much policy adoption um, that was available. Could you expand on that, Paul? So, you know, I think one of the things that, that, that we see is this kind of use of, so one of the things the report gives us is access to, the security of that tenant, you know, and, and how well the security features inside of Microsoft 365 have been adopted. So, so users can see this themselves, actually, if they go into uh, their, their admin console, they can see the, the security console. Yeah. They can see a thing called Secure Score. But actually what this report allows us to do is use that Secure Score information 
and also aggregate it with some other information to give kind of um, some, some broader insight into the way security has been adopted. You know, and we've seen, we, we've done lots of projects over the, the last three, four years, actually going back to something Jason was saying about people who rushed into adopting 365 because they had to, you know, and they did it for all the right reasons. It's not a criticism, but actually now starting to go back and saying, am I secure in this in a way that I can? So, so that insight's really useful to look at, am I using all the capabilities available to me? And if I'm not, how can I utilize those to drive better security? But hey, that's a show in itself about driving better security. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Okay, so uh, I think we're, we're almost about to wrap up this episode. So I would just quickly whip around. Wayne, key takeaway? Um, it's, it's not about spending less. It's about uh, spending efficiently, as you've just pointed out. Um, I mean, one of the other things was, sorry to kind of come back in, was where are your users? You know, in a couple of the reports, we identified that there was users outside of the UK that people were like, why are they in Europe? Why are they in Asia? Um, so that was really good. So yeah, I think, you know, secure score, spending more efficiently, and just an insight into, you know, are you, you know, in some of them, someone had a secure score of 75, which is fantastic. Yeah. Um, someone had 98% well, utilization yeah. of the license. And so in some ways it was a pat on the back to the IT team to take to the board to say, look at a great job I'm doing. Yeah. I, I mean, it's not a lot I can add to that. I think optimization though, is probably the thing I'd take away from it. This is not about necessarily just cost saving. This is about getting the best out of the investment that you've made. And I think, you know, that's something that, that, that we're all looking for right now in are we getting the best out of any investment we're making in terms of our IT budgets? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, my key takeaway from all of this, I think something that Wayne raised quite well earlier, go and check the amount of global admins you've got access to in your, in your tenancy. If you've got more than three, take a look at who's got access and try and narrow it down a little bit. It is God mode in the platform, so a lot of risk associated to that. Um, so uh, we hope you've enjoyed this episode. Um, I've certainly enjoyed it. You enjoyed it? I've enjoyed it. Enjoyed it? I've had a great time. Yeah. Great. Awesome. Um, now for the uh, Peroni. Sub- <laughs> <laughs> Peroni o'clock. Uh, so um, uh, subscribe. We're available everywhere you get your podcasts from. Uh, hit the subscribe button. Uh, we'll be uh, looking to drop a new episode roughly about every two weeks. If there's any topics that you want us to pick up and, and bat around um get in touch we're at uh, podcasts at gardnersystems.co.uk um all our information is on gardnersystems.co.uk